Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with me for just a couple of minutes. Here, our focus is being better and healthier than yesterday. Are you better? Are you healthier than you were yesterday? Here, we don't compare ourselves to him or to her. We compare ourselves to who we were yesterday. Self-improvement has no end. Health has no finish line. They are lifelong journeys where we take it one day at a time, and here we do it together. So let's do this. Before I get into the main content, if you want to get in contact with me, email and Instagram are the best ways to get in contact. Email me at benpagedc at gmail.com and on Instagram, benpagedc. And if you're listening to this, go to Instagram, tag me on the episode, and I'll tag you right back and we get to know each other. I love to get to know the community and I would love to get to know you. So let's get on to the main content. On this episode, I get to bring you Ron Milkow, a person that I've gotten to know a little over these last couple of months, and it was just a pleasure to bring him on. I had to erase the first part of the episode because it's really choppy, so it kind of just jumps into the interview, but here it is, this interview with, with Ron. I hope you enjoy it. I love it. It's a great way to live in, in, in respect to your health and reducing we could say the majority of modern made stresses but before we get into the conversation i want you to get to know ron for who he is and his journey and everything that he had to go through to get to where he is today so ron again thanks for coming on the show and give us a little update uh, to this this path of yours of how you come from where, where you started and where you are today and how did it all start Hi, Ben. Thanks for uh, having me on. It all started, uh, I, I grew up as a, just a normal young kid uh, in the city, uh, born in Philadelphia and then raised in the suburbs. And I chose electronics as my career, my work career. And uh, it wasn't too long after I started in the business that I felt there was a whole lot more to life than just working it away. So. I was lamenting that fact to my boss and he suggested homesteading, which uh, really turned the light bulb on. And uh, once I figured out what homesteading was all about, I ended up in Maine for 20 years. I learned how to garden and uh, deal with animals and uh, cut firewood and just uh, learned all the ropes of what the self-sufficient lifestyle was all about. Then I ended up, uh, Joanna, who's my wife and I uh, ended up in Saskatchewan. We lived out in the the bush a hundred miles out in the wilderness. You'd have to hire a float plane to find us. We only saw people twice a year. We only shopped twice a year. So that was really uh, the culmination of our life as far as bringing all the knowledge and and skills together to be self-reliant. Now we're currently in Nova Scotia. We're building our third and final homestead. We've been here for about three to four years and, uh, we're starting from scratch again, and uh, this this is going to be the last one for sure. And when you say by starting from scratch, are you talking about building a house or already a house on the land, or what is starting from scratch for you? <laughs> starting from scratch for us, all three homesteads were in the woods, and I, we had to recover um, the the forest. Uh, Back in Maine, there was an old potato field that was grown up in the woods. We had to clear that all out 
and then start uh, the process of improving the soil, uh, building the soil, starting uh, really from from ground, ground zero at that point. In Saskatchewan, uh, if you can imagine, we flew over via a float plane. We picked out a spot in the woods. We said that's going to be home. And the next thing you know, we're cutting trees. We're, uh, I'm using a come along to pull every tree and root out of the garden. And um, uh, again, start the, the soil building process so we can have a garden and an orchard up there. And then uh, here in, in Nova Scotia, again, this was a uh, forest. And we came in here, we uh, had to have a road built to, to the spot and we cut all the trees. This time, instead of me winching them out by hand every tree, we at least had an excavator, but we are still in the soil building process. And, uh, and yes, all three ha uh, homesteads I built from the ground up the home. I, I can do the carpentry, the construction, plumbing, wiring, whatever it takes, we build it. And this was just learned over time, correct? It's not like you knew this going into it. You just learned by doing that's right that's the best teacher um when i moved up to maine 40 over 40 years ago i had no, none of these skills i was just an electronics guy had no clue what i was doing but by trial and error by talking to people by reading and uh you you just learn on learn on the fly and uh as long as you it, can as long as you've got some skills or some competency to, to do this stuff, you can certainly learn it. Oh, for sure. Uh, and, and to me, I love building. I mean, it's, it's so satisfying to be able to build and see what your finished product was. I remember to get through college, I, I worked as a carpenter and some of the neatest moments were seeing that finished product. It's like, wow, I did that? That looks pretty dang neat. It's very satisfying. <laughs> but so you, when you started homesteading, this was before it became, I guess we can say, kind of popular. Just these last couple of years, the homesteading movement is really is really sped up. But when you did it, I mean, you were probably all alone. There wasn't many people you, I imagine there wasn't many people you knew doing it. Well, that's not exactly true. Back, back in the 70s, 60s, 70s, um, there was a movement, a back to the land movement, and that was that encompassed homesteading and self-reliant. We didn't look at it really as a, a movement or, or something uh, earth shattering. It was just uh, the thing to do in the day. And then it kind of lost its uh, glamour. But you're right, it is making a comeback now. So back, uh, we've been off grid for over 40 years back then solar electric systems were really pretty new very very expensive and uh, yeah we were some of the first people to use that new technology for sure wow and nowadays yeah, it, there's so much more technology there's so much many other things that helps that i imagine homesteading is even maybe more simpler than it was before or or, or what do you what are your thoughts on that well it is you you to be self-sufficient, you've got basic skills, basic requirements, things, uh, you, you can't replace a shovel. So there's still things that, uh, techniques and things that apply, whether it's 
40 years ago or, or now, but you're right, there's a lot more technology. And the beauty of, of being alive now is you can pick and choose what technology you want to incorporate in your particular lifestyle. So um, it, it's great that we've got the, the newer technology, but it never hurts to know how things were done in the old ways as well. Oh, I imagine. And I mean, I've always learned like one, one is zero, two is one. So the more, the more you know about something, the better off you'll, you'll be in the long run. And I love how you said lifestyle. I mean, my podcast is basically based on lifestyle and I talk about health. So health is a lifestyle. It's something we do day in and day out and it really never ends. It's a journey until the very last day we're here on this earth. And if we build these lifestyles into our life, um, we can grow to an age quite advanced and, and still be able to work and enjoy what life has to offer. And I'd like to talk to you about, about these things and, and your lifestyles. What kind of lifestyles have you implemented into your own life that helps you stay healthy and help you stay strong so you can get up and, and do the work that it requires to be a homesteader, to be off-grid? Can we talk a little bit about, about your example and, and, and the way you guys live, like the, the type of foods, um, the animals, do you eat more meats than, than vegetables, do you, I mean, the way, the way you exercise, all these things, the way you, the way you, you use your, your, your emotional strength, your, everything that's an emotion, how do you stay on top of that, how do you, how do you do all these things? Uh, to stay strong and be able to continue working as as you do because 40 years is a long time well there's a lot in that question uh, yep. let me uh, just uh, start uh, and we could take it one at a time so let's start with food How, i mean what what's your whole system on 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 growing and preserving and 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 the type of, and the way you do eat what's what's the majority of your diet the majority of we we don't eat anything uh, different than anybody else really. It's just we grow our own food. Uh, in as far as the garden, we uh, have we're getting a, a an orchard established. We certainly have strawberries, blueberries. Um, we're growing grapes to, for this year, uh, getting them started. But we supplement as much of the garden as possible by foraging or from wild berries and domesticated uh, things that we've planted in the past back in uh, main our main days we grew our own chickens we had uh, layers for eggs we raised a, a hog and a beef critter and we did our own butchering and slaughtering slaughtering and butchering and uh, did all the cutting up of meat. We make our, our own uh, sausages and right down to using the fat for soap. And we still do that uh, as far as making soap. But when we moved out to Saskatchewan, it, didn't, it wasn't practical to fly animals out there, deal with bears and uh, marauders like that, that uh, would be a problem. So uh, what we did is we just flew a whole uh, pig in and a side of beef and we still did our cutting and wrapping um, curing our bacons hams smoking and making uh, soap and sausages and stuff like that um, we're getting established here so we don't have any animals but we 
still, of course, have a large garden. Joanna does uh, all the uh, canning and preserving, uh, pickles, uh, jellies, you, you name it. We pretty much have done it and still do it. We have a root cellar now in the, in the basement, so we have a lot of root crops and, and even uh, uh, pumpkins and things. Uh, so there's a lot of area that we can store our food. So we're pretty good at, at uh, preserving everything that we grow. And that's basically everything you eat is what you grow, basically, is what we're what you grow uh, yes, and what as you far as, mm-hmm. as far as vegetables, yes, for sure. We don't buy anything uh, vegetable-wise. And as far as meat, any, we still, uh, now, until we get established, uh, right now we're just buying stuff that's on sale, beef and pork and chicken, just like anybody else. But ultimately, we will go back to, to buying a, a side of uh, beef and, and a whole pig and we'll we'll deal with uh, still cutting and wrapping our meat so it's uh, and, same in in doing that i mean is that is that if i if i how could i put this is, is that satisfying i mean does that because a lot of people hear this and like wow that sounds like a lot of work and it is a lot of work but it's work that to me, seems very satisfying knowing that you are preparing for today, tomorrow, and I don't know how many more months or years down the road. Um, how can you, to, to you, is it all worth it? I mean, does it is it worth the work? No, no question. That that's and it's not work. That's the the thing about it. it it's you can some people might view it as work. It's effort, but it's a satisfying effort. And I think there's a difference between effort and work. Work seems to imply um, a drudgery, uh, something uh, we have to cart ourselves off to work to make some income. But this is fun work. This is a fun effort. And it, as you mentioned, it's very satisfying. When we do a, our pig and a side of beef, that's a couple years worth of, of food that we've just put by. So sure, it might take a couple days of effort to cut these uh, animals up, wrap them, freeze them, uh, cure them, and smoke them, and, and do whatever we need to do, sausage making. Um, but that's years worth of, of food that we've just uh, expended that effort on. So, uh, and, and the same with the garden. Sure, it takes maybe four or five months of, of effort to raise all the garden vegetables that you want, but now you've got a year's worth of food. And on top of that, that you, not only do you have the satisfaction of producing and knowing where that food came from, it, it's just um, so it's, it's an enjoyable pastime. It gives you that exercise. It gives you that fresh air that you're outdoors. So there's a, a lot of benefits on top of just, you know, growing your own food. Oh, and I completely agree with what you have to say. And that's basically what my latest book is all about, Playing in the Dirt. I mean, it, it talks about all the other great things that happen while we're out in nature. And you've been able to mm-hmm. enjoy that for the last 40 years, pretty much um, free of everything else. And to me, it sounds 
beautiful. Um, it sounds free. It, so it sounds like something that we as humans were made to do. Um, and like you say, it's satisfying. It's not work. It's, it's putting out effort. But that's what we're made to do. We're made to we're made to get up and put some effort into the day, and then see the fruits of our labor. So to me, it's very to me it seems very very satisfying, even though it's not easy. And and that sometimes can can kind of take people and move them from wanting to do it to not to do it. But at the same time, the effort is so satisfying, and that's what I can see in my own garden. It's nothing. It takes time. Um, it's not mm-hmm. easy. You fail a lot of times. I learn every year. I mean, for the last three years, I've been learning to to defend against that red spider mite that just doesn't like my tomatoes. Well, he loves my tomatoes too much. I have to learn how to defend against that guy. And and, and it's it's a it's an experience where we where we sharpen our skills yearly. So we're always our, our mental our our brains too. They're also getting exercise because we're learning constantly. It's not and it's and we're learning different things constantly. So that's what's what I also see is is the whole mental aspect too is it's so important to be out there and doing different things and working different parts of our brain so we can stay strong not just physically but also also mentally. Um, mm-hmm. Is there any other type of exercise you do, you do, or is it just your daily efforts being outside doing what you do naturally? Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of exercise actually involved these days. Um, just to, we've always been active. This lifestyle is, is, gives us a lot of freedom. So, back in the main days, I was able to uh, hike the Appalachian Trail, which is uh, over roughly 2130 miles and uh, I did that in the winter time so um, not only do you have that freedom but that was certainly some exercise and then uh, years later I bicycled across the country and uh, that was uh, a whole different experience and wonder- wonderful experience this lifestyle not only do you have to be active and garden but uh, if you have a wood stove, you've got to go out, you've got to cut that firewood, you've got to lug it in to the house and uh, split it, do whatever you can, stack it, dry it. So there's a lot of exercise involved with that. And then uh, if that's not enough, as a young guy, I used to uh, sprint. I used to run for a track team. And uh, I'm 64 now. There was a... Uh, a uh, a meet that came up locally here. It's just uh, for fun. It was the 55 plus games. I decided, okay, I'll 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 run in this thing. I haven't run for 35 years or so, but I'll compete in this thing and see what I can do. Well, I did really well, surprisingly. So now I'm a masters athlete, and uh, you mentioned exercise. I'm I'm running. Many times a week, I have to stretch, do my thing, uh, go through my routine. And actually, I set the uh, provincial records this past weekend in the uh, the 200-meter dash for uh, my age group. And I only mention that. I'm too old to toot my horn, but uh, I only mention that for a couple reasons. It's never too late. You're never too old to attempt to try and do something. And the other thing is you have no idea what you can accomplish unless you give it a try. So I, I urge anybody that's listened to this, you don't have to be a sprinter, but whatever you, uh, 
have as aspirations in, in life. Don't wait, take the opportunities as are presented in life and uh, do it. And you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish. Wow. That is, so you're 64 years old and you have that, that is very, in, that just shows you what 40 years of, of natural exercise will do for you. Being able to continue to work and actually make, and, and make records in, in running by, by natural exercise. It's truly what we were made to do. Play in the dirt, dig mm-hmm. in the dirt. Um, and chop wood has got to be one of the, to me, one of the most satisfying workouts there is. I love to chop wood. Um, it's, it's just something that I love to do, grab an axe and, and how tiring it is. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful exercise. So that's just a great example. You're a great example. And thank you so much, Ron, for, for showing if, if, if we want to stay strong and healthy, get out and play in the dirt <laughs> and look what you can do at age 64, still in record. I think that is really neat. Well, so we know, we know that lifestyle physically will be great for anyone that wants to live it because you're not only eating nutrient-dense food, food that's grown from a, a soil that's gr- that's full of microorganisms. You get out and you move naturally, so you're moving constantly in ways that your that your articulate that your that your joints and your, and your muscles need. But what about the whole uh, internal aspect, the the emotional aspect? Can you have any, do you have any any ideas or any any insights of, of how you've been able to choose lifestyles that have helped you stay calm and stay and and, and stay healthy emotionally? Well, sure. Um, if you if you're doing something that you enjoy, uh, you're automatically putting yourself in a position, a mental position where you're you're more satisfied, you're you're happier. Um, you're, if you're doing something that you really desire to do in life, you can't be anything but more happy about it. Uh, the living out in the, the wilderness, as I mentioned, uh, that was the culmination of our life. That was just such a thrill to call the wilderness home. And um, <laughs> it's hard to describe the feeling on that, that you're so self-reliant just imagine you're 100 miles out in the wilderness the float plane just dropped you off you've got all your supplies for half a year or more and the float plane takes off and you see the speck in the sky and you're the only people two people it seems like on the planet and once that plane leaves uh, your sight you're really that that feeling of you're the only two people uh, around, uh, there's nobody else within uh, miles and miles and miles of you. You're on this beautiful lake, you're surrounded by woods, and um, you talk about a, a satisfying feeling. Uh, unless you've experienced it, it's, it's really hard to describe, but that that was the culmination of our life living out there. And, and the, the entire lifestyle just lends itself to being... Um, satisfied and happy well, while you were describing all of that it made me think of how the majority of people work their entire lives to be able to retire to something like that where it's it's peaceful where they're away they're not it, there's not the, the stresses of everyday work um that's what most people 
strive to retire to, but you just mm-hmm. decided, well, let's live that, knowing that's going to be a lot of work, but let's just live it now. And I truly believe, going back to what I said before, us as humans, that's how that's where we find true joy is when we're living as humans should live. And I continue to say that, that cities are probably one of the most unhealthy places we as humans can live. But more and more people are flocking to the cities. If more and more people actually decided to, I want to just grow my own food. Of course, you're living way out there, so you don't have contact with many people for many months. But at the same time, we don't have to go that far out there. But as long as we're willing to do what we as humans were built to do, to be in communities, to grow our own food, to share those things, to enjoy company, like you were able to enjoy your, your wife to the fullest because it's you and her out there enjoying nature. I mean, to me, most people, that's what they look for at retire age. Why not just try to do it now? <laughs> Find that place and, and do it now because it, it does seem very peaceful and it, and it seems a lot less stressful in the way that modern humans are living and the way we live nowadays it's it's very it's very sick the way we live we see a lot of sickness due to just to the just to modern living so being able to in, enjoy a life where all of that is not present to me sounds sounds really beautiful and i love how you're you're able to decide to do that at a, at a young age and, and really learn how to do it now at age 64 continue to be able to do it with with i imagine pretty well pretty good health still yep yep you've you've nailed it (laughs) well thanks a ton for coming on because this is one of the things that i want people to see is that there's there is a lot more um than just to modern life i mean and people are living it uh, and people like you have been living for 40 plus years and it's very satisfying and it's not only satisfying, it's healthy. I mean, we we see people that do this that are, that are just naturally healthy and we also go to other indigenous cultures and they live pretty much the same way and they are very healthy. So if we want to be healthy, it's all about lifestyles. It's all about what we choose today to do to today and the habits we choose to make today tomorrow and for the rest of our lives so if we choose to live lifestyles so eat healthy eat nutrient-dense food get outside get in nature do move move out in nature and do all the things that you're doing i can put i can use you as an excellent example of this is what you're going to be like when you're age in your 60s and you're going to be just as strong as you were maybe not as fast but just as strong, and you can do just the same at that that's that at that age where most people are like, "Wow, I'm done." <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so thanks, Ron, a ton for coming on and sharing your experiences with us. I know that it will help. It will help people realize how beautiful it can be. It doesn't. They don't have to go to the extreme you did, but slowly implementing these types of lifestyles into their into who they are, they will see improvements um, in all aspects of their life. You're. You're more than welcome, Ben. Uh, the only thing uh, I'll add is uh, our our philosophy is once you start to slow down, it's all over. So fight that urge to slow down, keep it going, and uh, you'll be amazed at what what uh, one can accomplish. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh no, it was awesome, Ron. And how can people get to know you? Um, is there any way that they can find you? Uh, is there a website? Is there any type of social media where people can get to know you better? Oh, sure. 
I've written uh, two books. Uh, the first one was Off Grid and Free, My Path to the Wilderness. And the second one, Joanna and I collaborated on, that's The Self-Sufficient Backyard. And, and uh, we do have uh, social media presence. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Pinterest. I do have a, a, a web page that's devoted to our lifestyle. And, and uh, we're happy to do posts that anybody would suggest. That uh, website is in the wilderness net so there is a will a uh, web page that people can contact us on so we're more people are more than welcome to dig us up we're happy to to help in any way we can yeah, and i imagine you can help quite a bit with the experience that you have perfect i'll have all that in the show notes so if you didn't get that written down don't worry about it it's going to be in the show notes go check uh go check out Ron's webpage, go check out his books. There's so much we can learn from them. And well, um, I imagine you could talk a lot longer just about just about your 17 years out in 100 away, 100 miles away from civilization civilization. I imagine that is just, that has got to be such a crazy experience and be able to talk about that. I mean, we could probably go on for a lot longer, but we're going to stop it here. And maybe we can bring on and, and talk more specifically about at certain moments of your life where we can learn even more about who you are and, and the things that you were able to learn in your life. What do you think? Very cool. I'm, right. I'm here anytime you want. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Ron, for coming on. You're more than welcome. Come back. Have a great day. Be safe. <laughs>